0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk We're going to dive into the word. We're in Matthew chapter 14 today verse 22 through 32. And this week, as we continue our journey through Jesus' three years of ministry here on earth, we're right at the end of his second year. This account today, as I've said in Matthew, really begins to bring clarity to the disciples of who Jesus is. They're already convinced that he's no ordinary man. But today, as we'll see... They are literally amazed because of what happens. Jesus, just prior to this, has fed 5,000 men, including then women and children. Straight after receiving some terrible news that John the Baptist had been beheaded, Jesus went off to try and find a quiet place. But of course, the crowds followed him. And Jesus had compassion in them and he fed all of those that were there as he continued to teach them and to love on them. And at this moment, then, the crowd have eaten and Jesus is ready for that time alone with the Father. And we pick the story up here in these moments, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 32. And it says this, If you've got your Bibles with you, it'll be on the screen. If not, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, "'Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid.' "'Lord, if it's you,' replied Peter, "'tell me to come to you on the water.' "'Come,' he said." Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And we pray that the Lord, as always, will bless the reading of his word today. So Jesus sends the disciples ahead in a boat to the other side. The language here, as we have read, implies that he will catch them up, as we see in verse 22. But I am absolutely certain that they had no expectation that Jesus would be doing something quite so amazing as we are going to see. As the disciples go off, Jesus goes up the mountainside to pray. He goes up to have some alone time with Jesus, uh, with God. And that's really at that moment when we start to see that Jesus in this moment is finding himself time to spend with the father. And sometimes when we read this account, we can maybe think that in these moments, as he sends the disciples off, that they're by the self. And Jesus has now gone for time by himself with the father But it's worth noting here that the lake is the Sea of Galilee. And this body of water is one of the lowest in the world. It's a piece of water that is some 200 metres below sea level. And you ask, well, why is that significant, Matt? Well, you see, Jesus goes up a mountain, as this lake was, was sort of in a dish. So it was surrounded by hillsides and mountainsides. And Jesus goes up the mountain to pray, and it's on the water's edge, which means, well, we can only assume that he would have a great vantage point of being able to see the lake in front of him. The lake at its widest point is only eight miles wide. You can see the other side, and Jesus probably would be able to see the disciples making their way across the lake. Now, why do I tell you that? Well, you know, that, that brought me some comfort. As Jesus sent them off, he didn't take his eye off them. Sometimes, as I've already mentioned, we can, we can think that we're on our own. We can think that, that God has lost attention, that he's not focused on what's happening because things don't seem to be going as we expect that they should be. But in these moments, we can see that the Lord never takes his eye off of them and we're not on our own. But also, as we think about the the geography surrounding the lake, it's also a real disadvantage being a low-lying body of water surrounded by mountains and hillsides. Why? Well, because of the wind. You see, because the wind picks up and it's got nowhere to go. It's almost caught in a bowl, which means that it just swirls and swirls and swirls. And obviously the water gets more and more turbulent. The weather can be absolutely beautiful. It can be a crystal clear day, but the wind can be fierce. And this appears to be what's happening in this account. The water becomes really choppy, and the, there's a headwind. The boat, as it says, is against the wind, and the disciples, of course, naturally, because of that, in a in a small boat, are being blown off course. And we see that in verse twenty-four. The boat was already a considerable distance. From land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So, now then, as the boat is that considerable distance, it's time for Jesus to catch up. He spent time alone with the Father, and now it's somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. And Jesus is now about to make his way to the disciples. Jesus doesn't get in a boat, he doesn't hitch a lift with somebody who's on their way to the other side, as I'm sure they were expecting. Instead, he simply walks on the water to them. He treads on the waves and makes his way to the boat. Of course, when the disciples see him, they are terrified. Why wouldn't you be? Naturally, you'd be absolutely terrified of what you're seeing. Of course, in these times as well, it was widely believed that the ghost of those people who died in that area would stay in that area. So the disciples obviously had bought into um, this, this, uh, this fable and they were thinking that they were seeing a ghost. Jesus immediately relieves their fear by calling to them. And he says, as we see in verse 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Don't be afraid. He relieves their fear. And then we get this most incredible moment. If that wasn't enough. We get this moment where Peter says, Okay, (laughs) if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. If it is you, Jesus, then tell me to come to you. So Jesus says, Okay, come then. And Peter steps out of the boat, as bold as he is, he steps out of the boat. And he begins to walk to Jesus. Jesus has walked to them. They've seen him. He's told them, don't be afraid. And Peter said, if it's you, then tell me to come. Jesus said, come. Peter steps out of the boat and he begins to walk to Jesus. Now, let me ask you this question today. When was the last time you were amazed by what God can do? Now, be honest. When was the last time you were amazed by what God can do? I mean, hand on mouth, just absolutely in shock at what God can do. And it's important, to be honest, because what I find in these moments is when we see this account, we can see how amazed the disciples would be as we put ourselves in the picture. We see the boldness of Peter, the courage that it would take to step out of the boat. But as we think about all that's going off, it is an amazing situation. But of course, that only happens. The amazement of Peter calling of Peter, getting out of Peter, walking on water. That only happens because he gets out of the boat. That only happens because he gets out of the boat. I wonder maybe if we need to get out of the boat just a little bit more. You know what I mean when I say that? Maybe we just need to try the water a little bit more. Maybe we just need to have that little bit more faith that says, I know that God has got this. So I'm willing to step. We've talked about this already as we've gone through the word together over the past weeks as we've looked at Jesus' ministry. If we're brave enough, if we have enough faith, as small as a mustard seed, the word tells us, we can move mountains. If we're bold enough to take that step out of the boat, how much more would we see that God could do? And the challenge, I guess, for us is to be in that position where we say, God, I don't know what this next step's going to entail, but I know I have to take it. And if I want to be amazed, if I want to see that you are the God of the impossible, that you tell us so much in your word that that's who you are, Lord, help me to take that step. That's our prayer, isn't it? That should be our prayer today. Lord, help me to take that step. David uh, encourages. Uh, as in Psalm 34 and verse 8, to say, to taste and see that the Lord is good. We, we've got to try it. There's no point saying when a food's on your plate, oh, I don't like it. We say it to our children all the time, don't we? We haven't tried it. Well, I just assume I don't like it because it's green. <laughs> you know that pattern. But But try it. You might like it. And and that's exactly the same with God. We have to be able to take that step and say, okay, I'm going to taste and I'm going to see that the Lord is good. We can be absolutely certain that when we take that step, that we're going to see that he is good, that he is faithful, that he is true to his word. That as the word says, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. As the word tells us that he's in control, that we'll see that when we take that step. And it's a challenge to us. Let's be bold like Peter, expecting that God can and will do, church, the impossible. Amen. That he can do and he will do the impossible. So as Peter steps out of the boat, he begins, as we've said, to walk to Jesus. But in verse 30, it tells us that there's a natural panic comes over him. As he, the word says, as he sees the wind in verse 30, he sees the wind and he begins to sink. Now, firstly, when I read that and when I read it, I think, well, how do you see the wind? Well, you don't, do you? You see the effects of it. You don't see it. But the point here is that Peter has taken his gaze off of Jesus. He's taken his eyes off off of Jesus. And as he's done that, he's seen the chaos around about him. You know, if if you only take one thing from today's service, that's it, that we don't take our eyes off the Lord. Because if we do, we see the chaos that's around about us and we can start then, the doubt starts to creep in and we start to think that he's not in control. We start to think that he's not got it all in hand. We start to think that everything is completely and utterly chaos and out of control when in actual fact it's not. God is completely and utterly in control. There's nothing outside of his control. And if we fix our eyes on him, then we won't need to worry about the stuff around about us because we know he's in control. But the moment, church, that we look to the left or to the right, we start to see the chaos around about us. And we start to see that perhaps if we do these things on our own strength, well, we're going to sink. And that's exactly what happens to Peter. Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 reminds us to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. There's a challenge to us to trust that God has got it and not to lean on our own understanding of all that's going off, but to trust that God's got it in in all of our ways to put him first. And he will make the path straight. You know, Peter here, he only does what we would do. He, 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 he panics and it's a natural thing. But church, the word encourages us today to make sure our gaze is fixed on him. If you've begun to look to the left or the right, if you've begun to feel like you're sinking, then I'd encourage you to get back to the word. I'd encourage you to get back into a conversation with God. Pray, worship him get some worship music on get the word in front of you and get your gaze fixed back on him Peter cries out in this moment he says Lord save me Lord save me this is actually the shortest prayer in the Bible as Jesus has this converse as Peter has this conversation with Jesus he says Lord save me." And that is exactly what Jesus does. He hears Peter in verse 31 and it says, Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. But as Jesus drags Peter back up out of the water It's important to note that the wind doesn't stop. In fact, the the water is still raging. The wind is still against them. But as Jesus grabs hold of Peter, they begin then to walk back to the boat. And we see that in verse 32. And the fact that the storm doesn't stop is so significant. Because naturally, I would ask, and I'm sure you're exactly the same, Jesus, just stop the wind. Stop the wind. Stop the water. Calm the water. We've seen you do it before. Just do that. And then Peter wouldn't lose focus. The disciples have seen Jesus calm the storm before but there's such an important lesson for them and such an important lesson for us today. They've seen him do that before, but this time Jesus is walking through the storm with Peter and when he gets back into the boat, then and only then does the wind stop. And the lesson for us is that church, walking with Jesus isn't always easy. Walking life isn't always easy. And just because we've accepted Christ as saviour doesn't mean that everything's going to be rosy and perfect. Life is what life is. It's not always easy. We've experienced that firsthand so many times. And particularly collectively, collectively, over the past 13, 14 months, it's not easy. But if we take anything again today, we read that Jesus will never let us go, that if we're willing to call out to him, that he will save us. And if we are attentive, if we have our eyes fixed on him, we can be absolutely certain that he is with us even through the storm. And as they get back into the boat, the wind dies down and the disciples are absolutely, completely and utterly amazed at everything that they've just seen. And the reality of who Jesus is really begins to sink in here at this very moment for the disciples, They say in verse 33 they say truly you are the son of God. They've started to realise that this man is far more than just an ordinary man. There is something incredible about him. They've seen and, and, and witnessed the miracles that he's done but now They've seen that he enabled Peter to walk on the water. Jesus himself was walking on the water, but also he walked with Peter back through the storm and got him back into the boat safely. And then the wind died down. All of what has just gone off has enabled them to see even more so today that this man, this man, truly you are the son of God. But what about you? Who do you say that he is today? Who do you say that he is? Are you realising who Jesus is? Are you certain that he's with you even in the storm? Have you prayed that prayer that's up here? Lord save me. I would challenge you today to get into the word, to look, to discover and to find out and to see, as the disciples have seen here, that truly he is the Son of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again for your word. We thank you for its encouragement. And we thank you, Lord, that we've seen that you are with us every step of the way, Lord, even through the storm. Lord, I also pray that you would help us, that you would uh, uh, help us to be bold, to be brave, to step out of the boat, knowing that you're with us, knowing that you'll never let us go. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to just keep our eyes fixed on you, Father, that you would draw us to your word. We just thank you for all that you're doing for us. Continue to be with us, bless us and strengthen us, we ask. All of these things we bring before you in the name of our precious Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.